0: You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener supported podcast. Each week we take a single episode of a science fiction, TV series, or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene.
1: And I'm Simon.
0: Tonight, we're looking at the second episode of the ITV series, 11th Hour, entitled Containment. Episode synopsis. Workers in a church are just busting things up and hauling old bodies around, as you do when you're making yuppie flats. When one of the workers, a particularly curious chap named Ned, who likes to stick his nose in everything he sees, finds a body. That might not seem so weird considering what they're doing, but this emaciated, almost mummified body is wearing workman's clothes and he's alive, but not for long enough to make it through the opening credits. Ian Hood is being taken to carpet for his budget excesses. He argues that since the work he must do is unknown until it happens, his budget cannot be predetermined. Therefore, he cannot overrun something that cannot be adequately estimated. Also, quantum physics, QED. He gets called out of that meeting because there's a potentially disastrous pandemic event shaping up at that church. Hood meets with Martin Callan, voluntary head of Britain's ad hoc pandemic response team. Voluntary because Britain doesn't see the value of funding such a thing. But he's not bitter. Just because the Americans spend a billion dollars on pandemic preparedness and will never have to worry a nightmare scenario like this, Rachel expresses her doubts to Hood about Callan's qualification to handle this crisis. But Hood assures her he's the best. The worker was a mortician. It was working late on Friday at the church. He was found Monday and must have collapsed and been unable to call for help. It looks like some sort of Pox, possibly smallpox. All the workers are voluntarily detained in quarantine. By force. They'll all be quarantined in a warehouse, together. Hood is aghast. If anyone is sick, they'll all get sick in quarantine. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, says Callan. Actually, what he says is considerably more brusque. Yep, some will die to save the larger public. Too bad, so sad. Curious Ned is also Ned the Dad, who's got an important gift for his five-year-old's birthday party today. He breaks quarantine, hacking, sneezing, and retching all over the place as he walks shoulder to shoulder with the people on the streets. He's not a complete idiot. He's realized that there is a serious outbreak. So it's not about getting home for the birthday. It's about getting home to his family so he can take them somewhere safe. Okay, maybe he is a complete idiot. Just a different type of complete idiot. A special kind of complete idiot. Hood gets there first and convinces him to go quietly to hospital to die, which he does. The pox has been identified. It's some form of hybrid between smallpox and tanapox, which gives Callan pause. Clearly an engineered variant that probably escaped from a lab overseas that doesn't observe proper protocols. Hood's team also does contact tracing on the dead mortician and discovers that he did under-the-table embalming on the side. From that, they identify all the bodies that he's worked on recently and start investigating those deaths. Callan is too busy pursuing his own plans to bother thinking about this concern. He's insisting this came in from overseas. But in the interest of ticking all the boxes, Hood and Rachel follow up on the bodies. Rachel discovers that one, Jack, worked in a cold storage facility and died in an industrial accident. But when she realizes the facility utilizes illegal Asian immigrants, she calls in the hazmat team. That leads them to a recent arrival from China who lives in a flop house who has been exhibiting pox-like symptoms. Rachel chases that lead, literally, running through the streets until the suspect is hit and spattered by a car, getting blood all over Rachel. Off to the quarantine death camp for her! Callan is relieved, but his assistant Luke isn't so sure and approaches Hood with his concerns. The timing is wrong. If the Chinese immigrant was patient zero, why didn't he die before the mortician? Callan dismisses this concern because he's an epidemiologist and Hood is not. Also, Asians are different from us. They probably just die slower. Hood does some not by the books blood work and determines that the Chinese man had chickenpox, and that Rachel and the others can be freed from quarantine. All roads lead back to the cold storage facility. Callan first goes to investigate something and meets Ellis Gibson, assistant manager. Ellis is blackmailing Callan. He knows the smallpox was stored at his facility, and he wants money to return it. Hood also concludes that somehow smallpox was stored at the facility, and when he gets there, there is nothing but an empty box. Ellis has taken it hacking, sneezing, and retching his way around his family and buses and trains as he moves around the city waiting for Callan's call. Hood confronts Callan, who admits that all those government cutbacks meant that someone must have stored the smallpox instead of destroying it like it was supposed to happen. No crime, though, so Callan is free to go. Hood goes to meet Ellis. A confrontation ensues and Rachel is taken hostage. The smallpox containers are shattered all over the central bus station, but eventually Hood saves the day. While he does, Callan swoops in, collects the package of smallpox, returns it to quarantine, where he overly dramatically injects himself with it as penance to ease his conscience and lies down on the bed to die or more likely to wait for his inoculated body to kill off the virus that he infected himself with. The end. Well, uh, huh, 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 that debate about science fiction last week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of containment? Seems pretty far-fetched to me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: all right, then. Tanapox. Have you been able to get any reference to Tanapox that's based on anything true?
0: Uh no, I didn't actually look. I didn't actually. As far, I mean, as
1: far as I can tell, that is that is uh, complete fiction. Um, and obviously, it's it's 2006. Mm-hmm. So, um, SARS
0: was 2004, was it? Well, he did mention SARS when he was mentioning uh, epidemics. Uh, yes,
1: I, I thought it got a, a name check in there. So, yeah. so there's. Um, I mean, it's 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 not like. Oh, <sighs> I, get, I, guess, I guess we should explain where we are, just in case things have dramatically changed, given that this is not going to go out for a few months.
0: Yeah. Yet. Late um, 2021, early 2022, we, yeah.
1: Yes, and so, so here we are in the summer of 2021 in the UK, on the eve of what they're calling the third wave, although it's the fourth wave. I was going to say, aren't you on about yeah. five now? <laughs> Well, I think, yeah, I think this is the fourth wave, the fifth wave will be when everyone goes back to university in the autumn but um right. yeah we're not I mean we're not exactly sure what's what's um what the effect is going to be, but the the case rate is shooting up again, so but this is i mean so obviously with with eleventh hour we're watching something that neither of us have seen before, so there's no kind of way of. Warning one another what's coming. Whereas at the at the start of all this, we did actually discuss whether we should take a look at Survivors mm-hmm. because obviously,
0: <laughs> kind of yes, topical Let's see, wait a minute. interest there. Let me see. Survivors that would be the show where some Chinese virologists manage to break a beaker in a poorly contained lab and then spread a global pandemic that wipes out mankind. Yeah, yeah, Oops. huh. Well, funny how it all seems to come back to China, doesn't it? Well, except this one doesn't, of course. No, but it's exactly where they started pointing the finger, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah. and there's got there's 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 got to be a kind of a SARS connection mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, maybe there is. Maybe this is not coincident. I mean, obviously, China has a very large population, so that's one factor in it. But then. We are also talking about viruses that have mutated from animal to human, and there may be a a, a common factor in that. Um, but it, I mean, it's interesting. It, 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 the thing about watching this now, I'm, I, I, I mean, obviously we decided not to do Survivors a year ago, and I, th- I, you know, I, I, I thought I would find that very difficult to to watch and discuss. And no doubt, many of our listeners being affected by the 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 pandemic as we all have been to a greater or lesser extent might do as well but um i guess i'm finding it i it's one of those things isn't it you get you sort of get used to anything so
0: i i you know i i mean just just here in discussing this moment you know i know we chose not to do survivors but it it really did slip my mind and, and I, this is a terrible thing to say, but it slipped my mind that the reason we chose not to do it is not just because of the events. It's because people listening to this may have lost people in their immediate families, that it, it you know, that it may be too sore a subject at, at the personal family tragedy level and, and not just because, well, you know, it's a it's a touchy topic and and yeah, yeah. you oh, get absolutely. used to it i mean i i've known people who've died of it um but uh, uh, you know our co-host john had it bad enough to get pneumonia out of it but it is fine but you know it, it's
1: but we but we're not out
0: of the woods yet and i'm sure yeah no we're not there are people no. that you are
1: you know you are worried about the you know well all any none of it none of us is safe from it and uh, so it's it's an ever it's an ever present threat but then so are many of the things that drama is based on and it's 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 been well over a year of living with this thing and so i i don't know i mean i guess maybe maybe this is sufficiently different but i i i found myself engaging with this on a kind of more of an intellectual level than a an emotional level like it wasn't it wasn't giving okay. me that panic reaction it was it was giving me that kind of Hang on a minute. Um, what, yeah. you know, what's what's the R rate? What's the what? Ha, ha, what's the level of mortality here? Suddenly, I feel like I'm some kind of um, expert on virology. Although, in reality, a little bit of thinking, I realised that actually I have a, a much higher level of knowledge than the typical audience of this would have had in 2006 about the epidemiology of one specific disease. In fact, obviously than the audience in Mm. 2006, because the disease did not exist um, until 2019. But
0: I I think, you know, as I was watching it, there were two things that uh, kept coming out to my mind. And I guess they're probably all the same thing. It's the things they got wrong. And, the things they got right. It, it it falls down into that. Every once in a while, they would throw one. And, and again, we're not talking about COVID-19 here, but watching some of the behavior uh, of people absolutely tracks and some of the warnings that, if you want to call them that, absolutely track. And yet, you know, if if we had watched this episode if this had really happened the way we see it, you'd all be dead over there. I mean, well, I'm not sure that's they, they'd have never contained that.
1: I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure that's true. I, I, cause I, I'm aware of, I, I'm sure there are things that are wrong in this. And I'm quite interested in, in what things you thought were wrong. And to what degree you think that we are spotting this as an audience who have had a very different experience of, Mm -hmm. of of what these things mean because it's been it's been part of our daily lives this has been on the news there's been massive massive public education around it but also it's not COVID-19 there are there are kind of key differences in this Mm -hmm. so I mean one one thing that was there was ringing alarm bells with me when I was watching it was I think the mortality rate of smallpox in this is suggested to be 40 percent yeah that's pretty yeah it's vastly higher than covid19 yes no 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 comparison whatsoever so we're you know we're seeing a lot of deaths and we're seeing them quite quickly and that in itself is quite realistic there's then the the question of the the r number which Mm. they don't i didn't even notice them mentioning in this they did not that's one of the things i was kind of sitting there thinking what about the r number what about the r number because that is what the newspapers what the what the news broadcasts were all talking about from you know mid-march 2020 onwards and every kind of variation and speculation on the r number was at the top of the news cycle every single time Hmm. Um. So I did. A, I did a, a a bit of digging around, and I think the R number for this is quite high. Yeah. Um. I think it's three. I, f- I, I forget believe. what it was before. Okay. It's so a little lower than I thought. Um. Ty- typical R number for COVID nineteen.
0: Well, it's probably don't have it's the like data on one, it, do we? But one point three, something like that. Yeah. Is that their M- current much, estimate? Much, much lower. Right. Yes. Uh, what I'm looking here at vaccines a vaccine site epidemiologist site uh smallpox is uh three is 4 to 6 mumps is 10 to 12 chickenpox is 10 to 12 yeah yes
1: yeah and and measles is insanely um yeah. contagious so you know it's 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 not the small po- smallpox or what it, I mean obviously they they buy themselves something by making it a Smallpox, box hybrid, because mm-hmm. that's fictional. Um, but it's 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 somewhere on the scale higher up than COVID nineteen, but less so than measles. So with co- with it being more higher mortality rate and more uh, more transmissible than COVID nineteen, you think, well, there is no way they're going to contain this. Well, I I'm not sure about that because one of the big differences here is or one put it the other way around one of the massive differences with covid19 is that the symptoms don't present until after you have become infectious and that's what's been a huge deal about covid19 and it i it's you know it's another factor in this it's it's one of those things where the episode is called containment and that's that's the that's the key thing in being able to contain it i think because you can identify people who have it before they start spreading it and i i you know i just have this memory from standing in the queue in the shop in late february 2020 behind a guy who's buying his newspaper and he's he he's looking at the headlines they're they're, they're chatting about the headlines and he's and he's saying i you know i i think this is a this is a whole big fuss about nothing, this COVID-19 thing. This is on the front page of all the newspapers at this point. I mm. People remember it was It was being very, very widely reported. But the general population had this kind of view of it, That, or so there were a lot of people who had this kind of view of it, that it was the newspapers blowing it up into a story <laughs> so that they've got something dramatic to write about. There still but are detail, people like that. Well, sure. But, you know, this, this guy, he, he's... He's he's just saying we had he you know, he's harking back to SARS, just as he mentioned in this program. We had SARS. Um there was a big fuss about that. It's true. You know, there were newspaper headlines, stories running for weeks and weeks about how it would spread around the world. Again, highly, highly infectious disease with higher mortality rate than COVID nineteen. It did not spread around the world. Reason it did not spread around the world was because it was contained. And that's what this guy didn't understand. You know, at the point where he was having that conversation, I was thinking, you have got a big shock coming, mate, because it's already in Italy. You know, this is this is not just in Wuhan anymore. Mm-hmm. And that that is the key difference with COVID-19, I think.
0: I, I I suppose, although I, I, you know, looking at the when I say that this would have wiped you guys out, it's not because of the numbers of smallpox it's not because of the uh you know it's not because of the science i'm talking about the way it was presented in this show
1: i mean they of the went out they,
0: yeah they went out of their way to follow ned bumping into coughing on hacking over retching all over things uh coughing on public telephones uh you know in incredibly crowded streets they haven't got any there's no evidence that they're out there trying to track down all the people that he bumped into, or anything of that nature in this episode. So there are, a, and with yes, the, yes, and he and is that, presenting that, symptoms, so he is therefore infectious. And and you know Ellis is the same way at the at the end. I mean he's on bus, he's vomiting on. But we gotta we got a code three on this bus here, and somebody's got to clean that up. And does anybody know which? or which train he came in on and who who mopped up his vomit and who, you know, the the guy who wrestled it, him off and said, you got to get off the... Po-. I mean, those people it, have got it. A good number of them have got it. it just has well, to be. Well,
1: possibly. I mean, it's aerosol tr- transmitted. Like- and they're not
0: telling anyone. They're telling everyone that it's an unexploded that, bomb.
1: That was the big question I had because I thought public information was actually a key part of the, of the way in which they would contain it because people can report the symptoms for this. You know, it, 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 again, it's a, it's a big kind of difference from COVID-19. COVID-19, the symptoms that you present with are the kind of thing that, you know, overlaps with the flu and various other maladies that you might just get routinely. Whereas this has quite distinctive presentation. (laughs) And if you made that public and you said, if you, you know, if you if you present with any of these pox whatsoever, then, you know, you you contact ring, you know, ring this number or whatever. And they they would actually be able to contain it. I don't know why they... they didn't do that. It didn't make sense to me.
0: Well, they also went out of the way. I think that was on, pur- uh, on purpose. I think that was the writer telling us that the, the government line is part of the problem. Uh, he was going out of his way to show that, you know, you, we didn't know the mortician worked for the, the, the undertakers because he was doing it under the table. So when you come to contact tracing, that's, they got lucky. I mean, oh, hit speed dial number four and see if it's his sec- side job kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, well, I, I agree about And then, about that, and then the, not- the illegal workers as well. I mean, they're, they're not going to come forward. It's just like they I, had them penned up in a room. They're not going to come forward and say, yeah, I got the pox.
1: I think it's presented very differently because all of, all of those things are presented as being problematic. But the secrecy, that is promoted by Hood himself. And Hood... Oh, yeah is seen as being the the wise scientist in this he's he's our hero he's the one who's true. always right
0: that that is true it is it was his idea and it is oh yeah, tell him what we always tell him it's an unexploded bomb okay <laughs> yeah uh and, and no he's not exactly portrayed particularly nicely either there are times like you're all going into voluntary quarantine quarantine and you're gonna stay here until you volunteer it's like, uh that's that's not uh that's not voluntary quarantine and frankly i don't care if it is voluntary quarantine that's you, you they have no right to voluntary quarantine in my opinion with something like that like i'm sorry but you gotta be quarantined and
1: well but that but that that is a question of again it comes back to authoritarianism against liberty and and the justification for the authoritarianism is it's in the public interest and i think what's going on here is stephen gallagher being um kind of similarly slightly enthralled with the the authoritarianism of his lead character in the way that quist in Doomwatch was portrayed as being a sympathetic character even though a lot of the things that he did were things that you know were were actually difficult Certainly I found difficult to approve of.
0: I I, I got to say, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the, the difference, obviously we have now lived through a, a different kind of pandemic where this has been absolutely <laughs> thrown on its head, but it's never been in my opinion prior to the COVID that if the Board of Health finds you with a highly infectious disease, you get put in enforced quarantine, end of discussion. This is not about your civil liberties are being trampled on. That is, that here, that is how I have always understood it to be. Oh, I there see. I, some thought were, diseases I thought
1: you were arguing the other way.
0: No, no, no. I'm arguing that, that it was ridiculous of him to put on the facade of saying, you're going to volunteer for volunteer. quarantine. Yeah. It's like, no, you're going into quarantine. Shut up. You know, it's like the end of discussion. You're going to kill people. You're going to die. You know, like you need to be, you need to be watched and taken care of or you are going to quite literally go out and start killing people. And it's not your fault, but it is a temporary measure until you are either clear or or need medical attention and die. Yeah, the and, the, and the
1: temporariness of it is something that I think libertarians can live with. I mean... John Stuart Mill would be willing to accept that I think although the the kind of question in this I mean there's there's also the legal question of this is this is obviously so sped up for the purposes oh, yeah. of the drama that well, you know in real life we know there would we we have seen from the COVID-19 situation that there is time enough for the legislature to pass whatever emergency measures are necessary but one of the things in this that is, I mean, it's touched on as a moral quandary, but it's hardly really exploited, is the question of how you quarantine people, because you are then trading off the greater good against the higher risk to those individuals.
0: Right. And, and you know, Hood is, Hood's right. You're going to quarantine those. So you've got negative filtering systems and individual private rooms. And no, we don't have that. Budget cuts. We'll chuck them in a warehouse. Um, you know, that's a, that's commentary of a different kind, but it, it, it is, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I should say this with regards to the idea of like, and, and, uh, you know, the human race is there to prove me wrong on a regular basis, but, well, I know the human race is there to prove me wrong because we have in the last few years proved me wrong time and time again, but, you know, something like Scarlet Fever, smallpox, uh, 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 measles, polio, when the mumps, when those things were running rampant, the, part of the reason that people would go into quarantine is because they damn well knew it was serious. Part of the reason we had so much trouble with COVID is because of all those people that, like, eh, it's not that bad, and and you know, not going into the politics of why they've been duped into thinking that that position, but you know, it, it's the no sense of. No sense of, hey, I'm not, I'm not really gonna kill anybody. Therefore, no point in me having to be inconvenienced. Whereas, you know, if I had smallpox, my, you know, I thought is, oh, sh- <laughs> can't say that word, uh, but you know, uh, oh, poo poo, uh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I better, I better go into quarantine. You know, uh, I don't, I wouldn't even need the board of health to come lock me up in the house and put a sign on the door that said this house has been quarantined I, because. It's serious. So, you know, but the fact is, is that we have people who don't get vaccinated for measles and mumps anymore because of, let's call them spurious reasons. And uh, and yep. and now, you know, we have measles and mumps outbreaks. And, uh, you know, do those people go into quarantine? I hope so. I hope so.
1: Yes, although, I mean, the... So among the differences here are that it, there there are there's obviously a high level of immune population because the the numbers well that's true here anyway the numbers who are not vaccinated are very very small um so some something like measles which is incredibly infectious and actually incredibly dangerous although again a lot of people don't necessarily believe mm-hmm. that it it it's still it's still contained by virtue of the fact that we have effective Vaccines for these things. When um, we
0: when did they stop um vaccinating people for smallpox in the UK? Do you know?
1: Well, I imagine when it was when it was eradicated.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, not, I've been inoculated for smallpox, but because
1: uh... there, there has not been a case of smallpox in the states since about the fifties, I think. Right. I, mean, it was, I think the last case worldwide was seventy-seven. So, I think I would have been around, well, but only just <laughs> and. Uh, so i am pretty sure i haven't been vaccinated against smallpox at least as far as i know but obviously we do have a vaccine for it, it, it yeah it, it it it's just i guess that the fear is that if it can if it can spread quickly uh, then it's going to outpace the speed at which you can vaccinate the population because you've got to you know you've got to ramp up production and everything even though it's already there extant and ready to roll
0: mm And by the way, 1972 is when they stopped routine vaccination in the U.S. Okay. well, yeah, I mean, I'm still old enough to have that. But but yeah, that
1: that that would make sense.
0: So, I mean, I I don't know what the the, uh, another Google search could possibly find it, but I don't know what the percentage of population is. Then you could look at and say in 2006, how many of these adults, how many of these people actually vaccinated against smallpox? because that would make a big difference. Although it only lasts five or six years before it starts diminishing without boosters. So, you know, I've been well, 40, 40, 50 odd years without a booster shot on my smallpox vaccine, but uh, it, it hopefully it's not zero.
1: Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be very serious. And also we know that this isn't actually a pure smallpox. This is the Tanapox hybrid. So we don't know how effective the vaccine is against that because it hasn't been tested so
0: i i would like to think that it must be pretty darn effective um and the reason i'll say that is because although they never expressed it and and i think that was a failing of this episode when they finally identified it uh you know a a little bit of dialogue saying oh good then the vaccine should be working or uh uh oh (laughs) it's like that that's we got a problem now those those shots won't work that well, we gave you hood or you know whatever the case may be because certainly hood, they, isn't isn't to, it's yeah, not run based vaccinations it. no it's not and certainly hood doesn't bother to wear you know any kind of protective clothing at any point uh, in this episode <laughs> i think he put a mask on once didn't he or was he just waving it around
1: well, but it. I mean, again, I think it, I think it comes back to the fact that the 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 risks are fairly identifiable, and therefore containment isn't. It's not difficult in the way that that we've been. The you know the, the inevitably the comparison we make is is with COVID nineteen. I think actually a more accurate comparison would be there was uh, a couple of weeks back there was um, an outbreak of monkeypox in North Wales. So I think there were about four cases. Monkeypox is again I it has a higher mortality rate than COVID-19. I mean it's close to smallpox 30 40% something like that. And it has a higher a higher R number, but it's not; it's you know it's nothing like a serious. Mhm. I mean it it is serious if you got it, but from a from a an epidemiology point of view.
0: Right. containment is an option yeah and i i just think that the way they dramatically posed this i mean yeah okay again humans have managed to disappoint me but you know ned ned was almost inconceivably unbelievable to me the character of ned
1: which character was ned
0: Ned was the guy that when he found a body crawled over the top of the grave and stuck his nose on top of it practically ah oh, before yes. and then broke quarantine to not take the present to his son but to go take his family off somewhere safe because apparently there's a disease running around <coughs> i don't know who could have gotten and, it though. <laughs> and, and
1: you and you think it's unrealistic that anyone could be that stupid
0: as I said, the human race has managed to disappoint me uh, regularly in the last 15 to 16 months. But but at some point, if, if he had not been presenting symptoms, and this is, again, this is that difference between COVID and smallpox. If he'd been trying to get home and he was not presenting any symptoms whatsoever, then I could, I can't justify it, but I can say in my mind, it's like, I'm fine. Right? I could see somebody going, I'm fine. But when you're doing, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Ugh. No, you're not fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the part that, that really reached the... It's like, you know something? Maybe I shouldn't go home to see my family. You know, Maybe that's the wrong thing to do at this point. Maybe I should go see a doctor. That's what they wanted me to do in the first place. I just had to get this present to my kid. And... Speaking of that present for the kid, please take this present to my kid. He's begging for this thing. It's like, nope, going to have to destroy it. It's like, okay, Callan, we get it. You're jackass. But he, you know, I think he probably heard that within an earshot of some people. Hell, I'd have bought his kid one of those. You know, I'd have just said to the guy, I will buy another one for him and give it to your kid. Okay? Done. I, I mean, that... I wouldn't even afford to buy one of those for my kid. But in a case like that, if I was working there, I would. We would get the money to get that guy that to his kid. Just I can't. And then of course, you know, Hood does it at the end, which is the right thing to do. Of course, Dad never found out his kid got it, so he didn't get any. He didn't get any uh, comfort out of that. But
1: well, unless he's looking down from the afterlife.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a no on that one, but okay. <laughs>
1: Please don't involve God, Rachel. We're talking science. Science It's yes. too serious to bring God into it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out Mr. Gallagher. Uh, I, I, he really loves that religious imagery, doesn't he? Oh yeah. I don't know what he's going for there. Uh, <laughs> And and I don't know what he was going for with the commentary, if it was commentary about tearing down the church and turning it into flats for yuppies do Do they even do that? Oh yeah, do they okay well that's fine i'm
1: i'm i mean whether whether i mean whether they would disinter corpses from consecrated ground in order to I don't, i i d- I don't know what the procedures would be for that. I don't know how old those graves would have to be for that to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I I I I have I have questions about that, and I I I'm not entirely sure what his point is there.
0: Yeah, it just seemed like it's an excuse to be moving them, but I'm I'm sure they could have come up with some other excuse for that. But and it didn't really go anywhere. So,
1: I mean, it's it's, it's it it it's presumably an aside into why why is this kind of beautiful architecture not available to be enjoyed by the general population but just by a handful of incredibly rich people who can afford to live in it or whatever but then the counter argument is always going to be well yeah that's all very well but who is actually paying for the upkeep if if it's just being allowed to fall down then isn't it better that someone steps in and preserve but none of that argument is happening it's just it is just a, literally a throwaway line so i don't know where he stands on it
0: and it's a weird setup too, because you start off and everybody's handling a bunch of dead old bodies, and you could absolutely well, first off, they, they misdirect you. The the whole opening is a misdirection. Nobody else in this nobody else in this program exhibits symptoms that make them look like a mummified corpse the way that the mortician did. I uh... mean he, he he looked completely different from all the other dying characters and that was very odd and you would be absolutely forgiven for thinking, ooh, we're digging up these bodies and we've resurrected some pox that has, you know, been interred here and you're disturbing the dead and that's a bad thing and it's going to wreak havoc upon all of us and, no, that's ridiculous, Rachel, a virus couldn't survive. (laughs) Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, well, but I mean...
1: Uh, (laughs) Clearly, that is the intention, but I'm not. I'm not sure whether it's fair to say that he doesn't look like any of the other corpses because I, I think I have a problem with this episode, um, <laughs> which okay. it, it, it's kind of. I I overcame it, but it's kind of fairly persistent and difficult throughout the episode. Which is the cinematography is just unbelievably nausea-inducing. <laughs> it's so the. There are all these fast-moving low shots. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's shaky. It's it's I. I don't know. I mean, I think I think the guy, um, and it's it's Ben Smithard who also did Resurrection, which I didn't have any problem with. But he must have just had far far too much coffee this day.
0: <laughs> I I don't know that I noticed that. Uh, there were a few shots that I noticed that didn't seem right, but I didn't really get a lot of. Uh, uh, I, I wasn't grossly disturbed by it. Like I say, I did really feel like that scene where Ned pokes his head over the hole. He's like, hey, look down here. And he just, like, keep pushing his head down and down and closer and closer. And I'm like, really? Really? Just this? Nah. <laughs> You, that's not what you do with dead bodies in the ground. Just, <laughs> that just isn't how you do that. You stand up with a flashlight and look at them from a distance. You 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 don't crawl that over the edge. And, yeah. And, um and, and, you know, in the scene where then the eyes open up and I'm like, I, I honestly was, because it looks so much like a, a dead rotting corpse, a, a very dead old rotting corpse, which he wasn't even dead. Right, he was still alive momentarily enough to to flash his eyes open. You know, I I actually thought we were going to X Files territory here. This is yes, you know, I, this is think, actually a supernatural event. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it, it was. It's, it's
1: deliberate. It's deliberate misdirection. I I I mean, obviously, the guy is covered in pox. That's not necessarily that 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 doesn't necessarily run contrary to the rest of the story. It's just I, I think th- I think the way the The whole way in which the thing is filmed is designed to just slightly obscure the 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 reality of it to 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 give you that that exaggerated sense of what it,
0: let's the, call it the X Files vibe. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, the, 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 there is something sort of supernatural, you know, zombie type, Walking Dead about it. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I pointed it out in my recap, but I think I should. I think it's only fair to point out that our, our, uh, Martin Callen is volunteer. his whole team are volunteers because Britain doesn't have a pandemic response team. <laughs> uh, he, he complains about the U S spending a billion dollars on their pandemic response team. Uh, in case anyone is not, not aware of that. We did in fact do something like that. And, um, in, 20, uh, 20- 2016, let's see, what happened in 2016? Suddenly the president of the United States decided we don't need a pandemic response team. That's just wasteful government spending. And so ours was blown away too. That's, and and, you know, it's funny because I, I don't, I believe I read an article that was complimenting, I think it was Singapore on how well they did. And when questioned about it, they said, yeah, we used the British book that you put out on that.
1: I I saw that. And it was was actually that the question that was put to them is, why did you do so much better than it was? I think it was a British interviewer. Why did you do so much better than the UK did? And their kind of slightly snarky response was, well, we followed the UK playbook on how to respond to a pandemic.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh so you know Britain does have a does have a playbook
1: <laughs> Yeah no I I'm I'm not at all sure that this that this is that this is a fair reflection of the way in which we have invested in preparation for a pandemic I think it's I think it's more of a general poke at public spending on science research in general
0: Well I think that also is reflected in Hood's uh budget interview at the beginning.
1: I think that's exactly the, the, the point of that discussion. Although, um, you know, it's it's kind of mildly interesting in terms of giving us the smallest glimpse of that question of who is he and what's his authority? Because he clearly now actually does have someone to answer to, at least.
0: Well, at, at least in theory, he sure didn't seem like he was answering to them. Um, no, he seemed more seem like he was... Uh,
1: cowed by his uh overspending by i mean he was supposed to be being carpeted there whereas actually he was
0: giving a lecture <laughs> but to be fair i mean what the heck is his spending i mean from what we've seen so far it's not like he seems to be doing anything particularly expensive i mean maybe well, a little travel obviously. budget maybe some hotels uh, a little bit of per diem but
1: well we i mean we don't we don't know how tiny his budget is for a start because there are no actual figures mentioned. That's true. But We also haven't seen what he has been doing prior to or between episodes and there is obviously a big question that I'm going to feel a little bit miffed if it doesn't come up in episode three or four about <sighs> wh- whatever, whatever he's been doing, which presumably does involve spaffing a lot of public money on something, has also pissed off the people that he needs Rachel to protect him from.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen any need for for him to be protected so far. It's but that, that's got to be service. that's
1: got to be something that that we you know th- th- this whole thing is a setup for that, isn't it? I hope. Yeah, m-
0: maybe. <laughs> it's like, maybe it's just an excuse to have a have uh, a sidekick,
1: an, side odd, an odd, yeah odd couple you know, detective pairing or whatever. Although I think to be fair, this is much less of a of a kind of cop show than the last episode.
0: I agree. But you know, this is this is what does Quist need? Quist needs a secret agent on his team. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? Um uh, so I mean that's it there is that. There is that aspect. I mean if you're gonna do daring do you need some someone to dare the do. Dare to do the do.
1: I I mean I I I think this is this is a this works for me this team up I like I mean I mentioned it a little bit last week I like the chemistry of it I also think that one one kind of way in which it scores over doomwatch and I think you know I hold doomwatch in the very highest esteem so I think in a lot of respects it's it's got a high bar to to, to match there but one way at least one small way in which it, it scores is that it doesn't have a whole team of people which it has to kind of stretch plots mm. to cover each week because I think I think Doomwatch did bring characters in who had something to do for an episode or two and then then it sort of drifted off from whatever their specialism was or they ended up just Disappearing. I mean, was that wholesale clear out at the end of series two?
0: Yeah. Um. We're we're. Uh. Let's talk a little bit about Callan's behavior. I mean, he is not portrayed particularly sympathetically in this. And uh, you know, the moment that uh, the moment that they said yes, we've identified it in its uh, uh, smallpox and tanapox. The the look on his face uh, wasn't subtle in at the moment (laughs) when I. leaped up and said, he's at fault. He did this. And now, admittedly, I thought that he did this to prove that they ought to get the budget back so that they have a pandemic response unit so he's back at the government teat. But, but, no. But then at the end of the episode, I was a little bit confused. Was he the person culpable for having it in the storage facility or or not because he definitely said to hood oh, i think he I thought those that. i i those were supposed to be destroyed as i thought and he tried to sound like he did somebody else and i i thought hood was basically calling bs on that but I yeah wasn't i wasn't a hundred percent sure there
1: the impression i got was that he was he was the person who ultimately should have Ensured that they had been destroyed, so you know, regardless of exactly. Well, that's that's why I was willing what.
0: to accept him trying to kill himself at the end, is that he may he may feel culpable because he did not personally make sure they were destroyed, but at the same time, I wasn't sure whether or not he was the person who personally made sure that they did not get destroyed and got put in cold storage instead. Now, that's that's the I, distinction I wasn't. Well, sure
1: i I'm, I'm 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 much more of the. I don't know that I can back this up, but my impression from it was much more that um, he... It, it, that wasn't as a result of... That wasn't deliberate, okay? That it 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 ended up in a place where it, it wasn't sufficiently protected and the disaster was a result of that. But what he was particularly culpable for was the cover-up, as often is the case. It's the cover-up that does the damage. Mm-hmm. Because... By lying at that point, he made things worse. And that was the point that Hood made. I wasn't sure what happened at the end. Well, I, I, I mean, I just I couldn't understand what the point was. Was that him trying to kill himself? or was I think he, so. Was he... I mean, what... It's penance.
0: I, I mean, and, and, you know, it's a very... But why is it, penance? Like, uh... it, would be,
1: it would be penance? It would be penance if he were using himself as a test subject in some way. But there was no... Obvious need for a test subject to that point because this thing was. No, no, I, I think he felt that he just he needed by track to track and trace.
0: He needed to suffer the same fate of the people that he condemned to death. I mean that that kind of penance, that that sort of an eye for an eye, a death for a death kind of stuff. Uh, it, it seems I, again, I you know, yes, it was because, overly because, because, dramatic and ridiculous. Frankly, I mean, if he wanted to kill himself, jump off a building, do the job right, because he already knows he's been inoculated against smallpox, whether or not he has a whether or not it's 100 percent or 95 percent, which the smallpox vaccine is 95 percent effective, uh, whether it's that or 40 or 10, that is not a sure way to kill yourself if you're.
1: But not only that, even even if it were a sure way of killing yourself, it's still going to be it's, it's still going to result in you needing. End of life care at a time when, you know, yeah, they don't quarantine space is in critical shortage, and oh yeah, they, you know, the pe- people looking after him are effectively doing so at at risk to themselves. I mean, oh, but you know, but it, they, it, it did, indulgent was how I viewed that. I just didn't think it was. I oh, don't didn't absolutely. think it provided any form of redem- redemption.
0: Well, I I know. I mean, the, ob- the obvious not. thing would have been to, Although... try to, to help
1: to be to be part of the solution to it but if he did want to kill himself he should have done it in a way that didn't put a burden or put other people in further danger
0: but you know you do have to take into account the fact that hood captured uh, ellis and they got the box back and it was taken to the quarantine facility so outbreak's over there won't be any more cases i mean it's all been solved neatly wrapped up in a bow there at the end so i mean you know, you you are correct. There's going to be a bunch more people that need those facilities. And you know that the doctors aren't just going to go, well, he injected himself with smallpox, so let him die. They're going to do exactly. everything they can to save him. And he's going to be taking up the space. And so, yeah, no, it, it's, it, it is, it's just drama from the writer to be a flourish, you know, to, to really show that he's he he feels he needs to die in this way but it's like it's just it's just not but you know the the bit about him putting people in in quarantine and like well some of them are going to die that's what we got to do and uh the dad he says yeah no the toys is going to be destroyed and there was one other that he said something that was really utterly i wouldn't say inhuman but just he just wouldn't <laughs> I just wouldn't phrase it that way. And yeah, he he was an unpleasant uh, scientific character. And, you know, are we supposed to, um, are we supposed to see him as the bad guy? Uh, You know, the clone master was the bad guy last time. So there's the bad guy scientists. And then there's Hood, the good guy scientist. Um, I'm I'm just wondering if that's going to be the pattern for the rest of the show.
1: I'm not, well, I, I don't know. I I'm not sure that Callan is quite the same kind of bad guy that Geppetto is, in the sense that there's a little bit more sympathy for we, we get I guess we get to explore his motivation a bit more. And what what is presented is Rachel has his number from the beginning and that's how we know that he's uh, iffy and Hood has faith in him because of his I guess because of his his previous work and because of his commitment to the the epidemic task force, but that faith is proved to be misplaced i I thought Rachel had out.
0: his number because he was just seemed ineffectual to her
1: yeah i okay. think I think that's true, but I think at the same time what the question I've got is what's what's Gallagher trying to say what's he trying to say through through the journey that Callan goes on because initially Callan is he yes he's somewhat ineffectual and he's somewhat whingy but he's whingy and claims he is ineffectual because he is underfunded because he has been sidelined and because he is not being given the support that he needs mm-hmm. and it seems like Gallagher is arguing the case that scientific research academia deserves more funding because these things are important and because people like Callan are doing important work. But throughout the course of the episode, you actually see that Callan is somewhat feckless and actually quite dishonest. And I don't know whether that ending is supposed to be penance. I don't know whether it is... I don't know whether the the kind of way in which it is so self-indulgent is actually intentional. But ultimately, it looks like... Callan is not the kind of person who who would be who should be who should be trusted with government science budget or indeed anything. Because Alright, there's that, yeah, the, the, the you know the, the, his 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 character flaws are fundamental. It doesn't say anything about the science he's doing, but it you know it 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 comes to it comes down to to character, and that kind of undermines the point of saying, "Hang yes. on a minute, hes here is a good guy who's doing important work and." the bad government has taken away all his money, which I happen to think is a good point.
0: I, you know, it, it yeah, no, it, there are all sorts of, it's it's almost like he's thrown, like I say, he's just thrown everything into the mix here. There's, we should be prepared for pandemics because this is going to happen. Duh, we can say in 2021, that, that his scientific rigor or his uh, suitability is not, up to it so again it's it's not the budget i mean yes it's the budget but no it's not the budget it's also the scientist and his uh you know not not doing the job thoroughly or correctly and then it's the well you you know People work under the table and, and people come here illegally and all of those are problems that make this thing work. It's just kind of like a soup of everything that could possibly, in theory, go wrong or some or some idiot breaking quarantine. It's a bit much. Uh, it's a bit much. I, I, and I, or and the, I think it the, sends mixed very... messages. Yeah. About what it's warning. The, yes. is all of us. It's all of it. At, about at, the,
1: at the very at the very least we need we need we need hood to be making some kind of sense of it if 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 we th- if we think his role because if he if he's a Whitehall troubleshooter in terms of making sure that you know rogue plastic viruses aren't going to melt airplanes or whatever <laughs> that right. that he he part of, part of his job is oversight to make sure that people like callan are kept in check but the other side of that would be saying if there is good science going on, then he should be arguing that that science continues to be funded because that's kind of what, what we're seeing when he's arguing for his own budget. He's saying, you know, I'm important because science is important. That mm-hmm. is the basis of of what he says there. So I think that needs linking up somewhere. I think that needs making more explicit. I wonder if the fact that it's not is is connected with the kind of you know the 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 fact that gallagher and the producer on this had some disagreements as far as i understand it in the sense that there was there was some rewriting done that gallagher this episode is a so series with. in a whole i th- i mean i think i think this i think this happened on a number of episodes
0: well only being four it's, you know <laughs> not a lot of them but yeah okay
1: yeah but i mean you you alluded to the fact that the producer got a writing credit on the wikipedia page and i think that might be the reason ah. for it i've had a look i've had a look and and um, imdb I, I mean this isn't the second source to be fair because i dare say one of these is based on the other but imdb puts him down as having contributed additional material and it yeah you 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 can imagine that that, that what we're talking about a lack of Clarity or sing- singular singular vision in it, could be the result of two people having conflicting creative input.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see. I, I I would be I would almost be willing to bet that the whole dramatic opening bit with the the corpse opening its eyes and everything was not necessarily part of the original story too. That feels like something that was put in visually to grab an audience uh because just like i say, it just doesn't quite fit with the rest of the 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 rest of what's going on in that story but mm, we probably never know
1: i mean it it works it works as a way of grabbing you and it doesn't because it's just a pre-title thing it doesn't interfere but oh like i say my main issue is with the cinematography in this
0: all right i uh i don't know that i have anything else on this
1: I've got a couple of things I mean I say my main issues is with the cinematography. I generally actually did still enjoy the episode. I'm enjoying the the interplay between between Hood and Rachel. I think there is some you know, some enjoyable dialogue in it. But some of the some of the things that I was particularly happy about last week as are some of the things that have been compromised on slightly this week in terms of you know, slight predictability, and in particular, Rachel needing to be rescued in this.
0: Oh yeah, she was she was terrible in this, in that way. And she seemed to be in trouble all the time.
1: And and you know, I mean, being being a little bit uh, hasty in chasing down the chicken pox guy that is I could understandable. Believe. yep that one I but blind. being blind. being quite so clueless with Ellis on the bus. Did seem just like an excuse to have her hanging around so that hood could step in and do yeah. the kind of action hero rescuing bit, but what i as I was saying last week, what I kind of liked about that is that it had so clearly set up this relationship in a way that that's rachel's job she she does the action hero stuff, and hood hood does the you know the sciencey bits
0: the thinking yes
1: yeah, I mean not not that she's not smart i like the fact that that a a lot of the things i like about this and liked about the episode were people behaving smartly and people behaving in an intelligent and believable way but the things that i didn't like about it were where they pushed some stupidity beyond i mean not not that it's not credible like like you said people do disappoint (laughs) but (laughs) That's a kind it, way. It, it's kind of it's in. kind of predictable. the 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 fact that Ned was being so stupid wasn't a major problem for me because that element of the plot was not drawn out. They 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 could have used his stupidity to try and build suspense throughout the episode, but in fact, quite quickly, they track him down and drag him off to isolation, and that's fine. I'm happy with that. It is actually but a bit a,
0: disjointed here because of all the different things that they do i mean i know that's contact tracing so it's going to go around a bunch of different people but it, it it did sort of kind of bounce between little complications uh in a not clean way in in my estimation but sorry i interrupted but i was that just you you brought that to mind i think yeah it's i mean he he could have been the guy wandering the streets for six There's 75 minutes or however long this thing was, and them trying to track down and contain people and and find out where he's hiding next, and and they didn't, right? They dispatched him fairly quickly, and then it was on to the next thing that they had to dispatch, and then then the next thing they had to dispatch, and the next, and and they were all just sort of almost vignettes.
1: That's kind of it, but that's to to me that. So again, another film that I. Just couldn't bring myself to rewatch. I I thought about it with the the outbreak of COVID nineteen, but um, Steven Soderbergh's Contagion, mm-hmm. which is essentially and you know it's it's another five seconds into the future type of science fiction because it explores what happens if there is a pandemic that is actually considerably more fatal than COVID nineteen, and it, again it's 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 well within the realms of possibility it's just it hadn't happened yet it hasn't happened yet because obviously nothing that fatal has 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 gone around um but the way the way that story is told is very much just exploring all of those different stories all of the kind of the way in which different people are playing a role in the course of the epidemic spreading in the course of attempting to contain it failing to contain it uh you know and dealing with Dealing with the outbreak and then the aftermath and so forth. So I like the idea of doing that with the vignette. Obviously, I mean, the issue here is that the format of the show means that it has to be Rachel and 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 Ian her doing everything.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But yeah, I mean, okay, fair enough. It's that kind of show. It's and it's only got seventy five minutes.
0: Mm, anything else?
1: No, I mean, I I've, yeah, like I say the kind of the weak points. I think were. The predictables are like, you know, you got to a point where you go, Yeah, Callan is just going to end up sacrificing himself in some way and it's it's disappointing that it plays out in exactly the way that you think. Mm. So it it felt like that or you know, there were there was the last fifteen minutes were, were there in order to provide a dramatic resolution to what had been in itself quite a satisfying story but they were the they were the kind of moments of the the episode that just felt a little bit not quite not quite true to the rest of it and a little a little bit a little bit cliched a little bit forced
0: yeah, can't disagree there all right well if there is i don't know what the next episode is off the top of my head um but it's episode three <laughs> I'm sure you can find it somewhere on the i m d b or 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 wikipedia or
1: uh <laughs> i'm and, uh, sure i can <laughs> but uh in the
0: Kryptos. meantime
1: cryptos
0: c-r-y-p-t-o-s cryptos that kind of cryptos that's the name of it Yep. not k they say k or c k first k k cryptos like yeah like k, krypton. Like,
1: like superman like yeah.
0: superman find a krypton yeah all right all right well then oh, i'm can, sure yeah. that one's because i was gonna be science looking... fiction
1: no. <laughs> sorry just just a little addendum because i got onto the wikipedia page it turns out tanapox pox isn't fictional so yeah I, I
0: i sent you a link well during the <laughs> during the show but uh yeah it's uh may have come from monkeys you were talking about your monkey pox about that time too i was thinking hmm, all right, maybe but uh anyway all right simon thank you for joining me it's a pleasure as always listeners I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com slash FusionPatrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series, Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. On the next episode of Fusion Patrol, we'll be looking at two Alter-Q episodes. I Saw a Bird and Garadama. Come join the conversation on Fusion Patrol.